0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic stay top on goal difference After a bio-inspired win against Hearts Rangers are level on points After Borna Barisic was the unlikely match winner in Paisley And Paul Heckingbottom says Anxiety from the Hibs fans is affecting his players I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. The next seven days, Alec, are massive for Celtic and Rangers High on incentives, high on consequences High on tension But that is Football at the highest level The players and the managers Bear the burden of responsibility All the fans have to do Is lap up the excitement Without bringing the game Into disrepute It's not too much to ask Is it? From Stockholm to Govan You should be too busy Lapping it up To have any time left over To be daft What a brilliant weekend Gordon Rangers and Celtic Took care of St Mirren and Hearts Uh, Aberdeen struggling to score Uh, Livingston Continue to flourish uh, The big question marks Going into the European game And the old firm Well who will be playing up front For Rangers and Celtic Going into them Your performance No your result of the weekend First Hugh Keevans Result of the week Three goals in eight minutes For Morton Two down against Partick Thistle Final result The mighty torn three The Tiger rags two ah, See he's been scouring the divisions He's not only interested yes. in the top flight Your result of the weekend Alex I would have to say Livingston Having uh, gone for Ross County myself And my predictions here yes. uh, So, But I have to say Four goals away from home And it could have been more So when you take all that into consideration Gary Holt has actually done a brilliant job And he's you know lost a couple of key players Gallagher and Halkett we like the finer things We like good goals um, oh. Whether it be long range strikes Set pieces Maybe an intricate team move What was your goal of the weekend Hugh Keevans? I'm going to have to say For technique The execution by Jack Dobbs Of Livy Against Ross County The last the Stobbs by the way You've done, you've done him a disservice Jack With Dobbs. the name But it was a great goal Stobbs. Nevertheless What did I say? Dobbs Stobbs <laughs> Jack Stobbs <laughs> You were in full flow Sorry It's okay Who got the fourth goal In Livy's 4-1 win At Dingwall mm. I mean he's on loan From Sheffield Wednesday And if he bangs in the goals Like that Then Gary Holt Has got himself a gem Dobbs or Stobbs What a hit it was <laughs> It was phenomenal I, I think the, just the, the nature of The actual goal The counter attack The delivery The first time uh, Volley Which is always difficult to do When you consider you. I would estimate that's travelled 40 yards Gordon minimum And he just rattled it in the top corner So I was actually going to say that So he's kind of taking my thunder Yeah he's still my thunder However for technique and importance You'd have to say Barisic yesterday You know I was uh, covering the game yesterday as well And I said at the time It reminded me of the exact same place I think going back to the European tie Where he managed to get up and over And it was over the line But it wasn't given uh, So I called it before he'd even hit it So And I gave him a little bit of stick Prior to the game yesterday, Gordon, due to the fact his consistency levels haven't been quite what they need to be to be a, a regular within Stephen Gerrard's uh, backline. Okay, 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need to get in touch. Were you at a game at the weekend? Were you watching your team? What did you make of it? And how does it set you up for a big week ahead? If you're Celtic or Rangers, then you've got European qualifiers and an old firm game to come. Within the next seven days So get your thoughts in On the phones 01419511025 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's 
look back on yesterday's action Starting with the most recent fixture Which was Celtic Neil Lennon says they were outstanding Against Hearts He says he's delighted with Bio's display On his first Celtic start uh, But says the striker Should have had a hat-trick uh, We'll get to the goal debate yeah. A bit later on It's outstanding Under the circumstances It's a good performance As I've had Good control first half Great goal and then two outstanding goals second half and my only disappointment is the penalty which is debatable whether it was a penalty but Ekpiezi on Julian before the ball breaks to Claire is, is a clear foul on Julian you know he's lunged at him so that's my only disappointment really and uh, even Fraser saves it and they get a bit of luck with the rebound but overall you know you could see a little bit of fatigue creeping in psychologically towards the end but Outstanding performance today and outstanding goals. What did you make of Bio? We were a bit slow to get the ball into him early, but you know, once he found his feet in the game, he was superb and should have had a hat trick. I've told him that as well. You know, his forte is getting on the end of crosses and he's unlucky he's hit the post with a header, but um, he can be absolutely delighted and we, we all are with him as well. And I love the second goal. You know, it's a real striker's goal getting across the defender, and it's an absolutely wonderful finish. Yeah, well, he's been injured. You know, he had a real bad hamstring rupture and that kept him out from. Sort of well, March onwards, and then he had a decent pre-season, and he was looking decent, and then uh, the hamstring reoccurred. So he's had to be patient with the injury, and then obviously with his rehabilitation, and, and we just felt with Odson, you know, he looked very fatigued on Thursday, and he's got a bit of a, a hand injury. You know, it was a good opportunity to you know, showcase Bio, see what he could do in that environment, and, and he excelled. So what did you make of Bio yesterday? What did you make of Celtic and Hearts fans? I was detecting a bit of. Um... Dis- mild disappointment Hugh Would be oh. the understatement Of the century uh, On the phones And on Twitter yesterday So share your thoughts 01419511025 Well the SPFL Official website Now says that uh, Bio didn't score a goal At Celtic Park And it was two own goals From the Hearts players I've looked at the television uh, Pictures of the game For me They are inconclusive I couldn't tell you Whether Bio got one Two or none All I know is That Celtic won 3-1 And Bio Will have been lifted by his performance And by getting a start for Celtic For the first time Will he start in Stockholm on Thursday? No Will he start at Ibrox on Sunday? Not a hope now Let's hear from Craig Levine Because he was frustrated at the soft goals Hearts conceded He says Christoph Berra and Craig Halkett scored their own goals And it was not a brace by Bio I'm certainly very frustrated I mean we scored two own goals And gifted Celtic a third goal And they had five shots and goal in the match So I'm sitting here feeling that we've shot ourselves in the foot. Certainly don't need a hand when it comes to scoring goals. And I feel like that's what we did today. So frustrated. Especially frustrated as well with lack of clear-cut chances you've managed to create yourselves. Well, our, our, our game plan was obviously to try and hit in the counter-attack. I thought we restricted Celtic very well in the match. We didn't have a lot of opportunities. But for me, if we, if we come here and give Celtic five opportunities, I would think that's a fairly reasonable uh, defensive display. But we scored two on goals, as I say, and, and uh, the third one's a silly mistake at the edge of the box. Craig Neil's just credited by over two of the goals. He actually complimented him in the actual score. That, 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 that actual goal, he spoke to the players and asked them if they actually were goals. Well, Christoph said it hit his hip. Halk said it went off his, in off his toe. So unless he scored four goals today, maybe. Uh, have you watched the match? Yeah, I've watched it. Christoph, and, and, and I agree with. Uh, Agree with the boys. You've got to credit the, the striker getting into the area and, and, and such like, but the, the, the facts are that the ball's off. It doesn't it actually doesn't matter. My point was that, that we have assisted Celtic in their attempt to score goals, which is frustrating. I've never really heard Nonsense. anyone so keen to claim own goals, Alex, but I, I guess if you're judging Bio's performance, yeah. it, it doesn't really 
matter It doesn't make a difference Whether he got the final touch or not That doesn't have a bearing On judging the overall performance Does it? No not at all uh, From his point of view Gordon He would like to be sitting there With a brace uh, You know going into The next couple of games Confidence wise But the overall performance from Bayo was impressive. Uh, the fact of the matter is he is putting severe pressure on Berra and Halkett, resulting in them... It's almost like last-ditch stuff. So that if they don't get it, the boys tap them in anyway. Oh. So uh, I don't quite get what Craig Levine's there as if he's, he's restricted them. It's not as if someone's had a wild slash and it's winning off the... They, they were bang under pressure. Uh, and it was last ditch defending Hence the reason why It's just deflected off the, uh, off the Hearts players 01419511025 That's the number Jerry in Mulgai has dialed What did you make of that yesterday Jerry? Oh it's right good just I thought Celtic played well But I'd like to ask you a couple of questions Go for it I hear I'm on there predicting Bayo no play on Thursday And I'll no play on Sunday The last time he predicted Celtic Would easily put clues out the Champions League Which he did in the day obviously I've been listening to him for the last week and a half here. I don't think listening to you guys, Celtic, are bothered turning up on Sunday. Because it seems a foregone conclusion that Rangers are going to hammer them. Has anyone actually like, said that, Jerry, or is it just sort of something well, you've come up I mean, with? I've been listening, you know, Tuesdays, we come out with things like Celtic could be in crisis or this, but I've not heard Peter Law ever anybody talking about a crisis at Celtic. You when, know? when did I utter the words Celtic could be in crisis? Sure, I heard you the other week saying it. They could be in crisis You didn't say they were in crisis They could be in crisis Listen Jerry If I said that I thought Celtic would beat Cluj Then absolutely I did think that And I'm sure you said you would Yeah much so. Yeah It wouldn't I, be a problem I'm not, Yeah I am not disputing that at all And it was Celtic's fault That they did not do it Jerry did you not think Celtic would beat Cluj? Eh uh, Honestly no Because I think Celtic's got the worst midfield I've seen in a long time because you'll not get any pace in there. All right, then we'll deal with that. One that's clues, that's clues out the way. We'll get, that's clues out the way, right? We'll go to Rangers on Sunday now. You've said, that, uh, listening here, that uh, we've written Celtic off. No one, but no one, has given a prediction on Sunday's game. So where do you get that idea from? Well, well sure, I disagree. We have been listening to the panel for the last week and a half. Yourself, um, other panellists, just... I don't know who you're coming to. I mean, I, I've looked at Rangers, I watched Rangers yesterday. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but they're not a great team. Jerry, no one, and I would say no one Jerry, has predicted days. anything about Sunday. No one. Jerry, the other prediction that you were unhappy with was when Hugh suggesting that he doesn't think Bio will play on, on Thursday or Sunday. Can we take that? That, that you think he will play If Ed Margaret's injured Who plays in? Well obviously If they're injured But I think he was talking about If everyone's fit He doesn't think Bio yeah, will no, start Do you? Do you just say That we're the programme here He dismissed him He will not be playing <laughs> Yeah that is, that is my belief I have to break this to you Gently Jerry I've been standing here For nearly 35 years On this programme Saying what I think And if I get it wrong I take the egg in my face And I take the egg in my face On a regular basis I will continue to say what I think Bio will not start on Thursday And Bio has less chance of starting on Sunday Than I have Going back back to his point about uh, The midfield for Celtic being slow I've just written a couple of names down McGregor and Sham, Forrest, Christie They guys don't seem to be that slow to me You wouldn't say McGregor's a fast player Come on here, believe me, well, he's you're not saying McGregor get blind in pace. Well, let me ask you a question, Jerry. Jerry Jerry, Jerry, in Scottish terms, he's as mobile as any midfielder. Believe me, and I'll tell you the oh, reason. That's being the problem. Is, that, that 
was the problem. We weren't playing in Scottish terms when we played the Europeans. G- Europeans G- play G- a different Jerry, game. But you, yeah, said you, did, you said you didn't expect to beat Cluj anyway, so why are you blaming McGregor? You didn't think they would win. I'm not blaming McGregor, I'm blaming... McGregor uh, wasn't in midfield either that night. I think McGregor played left back. Played left back, correct. Uh-huh. What is he on about? I'm lost a bit Because I've heard you make some wild predictions over the years And I quite yeah. like myself to pick you up on them It's a real hobby of mine yeah. uh, But I don't think predicting that Odds and Edward will play is, That's is, not going out on a limb I don't think it's that outlandish no. even, even I uh, would admit that Celtic Thank you. will play their £9 million Most expensive signing ever That's not going out on a limb Thank you very much to Jerry and Mogai 01419511025 Neil Lennon's hoping to make up to three signings this week uh, And that hopefully he can take new recruits to Sweden To help integrate them into the squad He was also happy with Fraser Forster's contribution against Hearts Great, you know, did well when he came out A bit ponderous when he maybe could have cleared it Saves the penalty, you know He's unlucky, you know, he's going the right way It's just... We should have followed in, but like I said, I didn't think it was. It should never got to the stage of us conceding a penalty in the first place. So really think we on the pitch, obviously with the two games you just mentioned, off the pitch we're coming at the end of the window. How do you how do you feel about the fact? Well, we need we need players in, you know, in the, in the two or three positions. So, you know, that's been ongoing for for quite a while. So, you know, hopefully we can get some bodies in, some quality bodies in, you know, tomorrow Tuesday. If we do, I'd like to take them to Sweden with us to get them integrated if you know, they've got an opportunity to, to play next weekend. Well, Alec, I was robbed of my best prediction of the season so far. Hearts you, got a penalty yesterday. You said 3-0, didn't you? Gordon asked me, what do you think will happen? I said he'll miss it. Oh dear. Because Fraser Forster is a great penalty stopper. He was in his first time at Celtic. And sure enough... Well, you weren't wrong. I know. Technically. That's a good prediction by you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat's in Govan Hill Hi Pat Hi What's your Hi, point here. Hi, Pat. Hi Pat Well Hugh I've been listening for 35 years <laughs> Good man Pat <laughs> And I think Jerry should go to Specsavers <laughs> uh, My point is 35 years I'm totally agree with you Last week As a supporter For this season Probably next season I'm not interested in Europe And I definitely want The league will tighter this year I want Rangers to not wash or completely out because any advantage is going to be closer to Rangers this season. Say Celtic get through and Rangers don't. What an advantage to win the league. Although I think we'll still win it. And let's face it, Rangers Celtic are not going to win the Euro Cup. It's money. Plus, I, I'm quite confident we'll win the league. And to add a wee bit, I'd forget about Europe and concentrate on the treble again. If not, give Aberdeen the League Cup. The one, that's my point. The one thing I would say to you, Pat, is that over the course of the last eight years, Celtic have won the league every season. And during that time, they've done reasonably well in Europe. Some seasons, they've been pretty hopeless in Europe, but they've always been in Europe. So if Celtic remain in Europe after they play AIK on Thursday, and should Rangers go out of Europe, I don't necessarily see that as being a tremendous disadvantage for Celtic. Uh, and a tremendous advantage for Rangers Pat, j- just to be clear So would, would you go as far as to say That as a Celtic fan You would be content for Celtic to go out And Rangers to stay in Europe? Uh, to win the treble again I would, yeah mm. No problem 
I think you can see where Pat's un- coming from, Alex. Under- but he totally understand the logic in that in terms of he wants to focus on the domestic football. Uh, I think the people at Celtic would actually prefer to be in Europe. Uh, you know, it generates finances. The players want to play at a higher level as well. Uh, keep someone on the front foot in terms of the quality they may well face. Uh, and if you can get to the advanced stages as well, it, it bodes uh, well. It's confidence, but uh, I understand what you're saying. Pat's been truthful. Pat represents the 99.9% of Celtic supporting men, women and children yeah, Most would just rather have both though, would they not? But if you offer 99.9% of men, women and children who support Celtic The option of nine in a row or Europe They will say nine in a row, thank you very much mm. Alright, thanks to Pat and Govan Hill What did you make of Hearts? Part in the game yesterday Craig Levine seems to be under a little bit of pressure From his own fans They're not too happy It's not only the way they've started this season But the way they finished the previous campaign as well You see people go on about Ah you're judging him after three games Alec No 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 After three years Because he's been there in that role now As both director of football And the team manager For quite some time He brought in Ian Cathro That was a Craig Levine decision It flopped badly And now the supporters are saying Don't like the style of football Don't like the players Who are coming into the club And there's a general feeling Of unhappiness He's got Hamilton Followed by Motherwell Followed by the Edinburgh Derby At Easter Road Massive Those three games Alec Definitive Yeah I think there's a Rumblings as you rightly say Hugh I think it's partly to do with If you look from last October You know the actual win ratio In terms of uh, You know league uh, wins has been poor uh, I think the fact that he actually got to the, the Scottish Cup final And he actually did okay in terms of his, his tactics and things uh, Gave a good account of himself But it's actually carried on That form's carried on Even though they've recruited lots of players here. So he has to he has to win at the weekend Give yourself a couple of weeks Because if, if you lose that Get into the international break Then obviously he's got problems in his hands uh, It's 0141-951-1025 in the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Eddie has been on. He says, "Can anyone answer why the why Washington got the goal from the penalty or from the rebound when last week against Motherwell, Clare wasn't allowed the rebound? Well, that's because Clare's came off the post, yeah. and uh, Washington's came off the goalkeeper. So there we go. We we can answer some questions, not them all, uh, but we will do our best. Stevens on Celtic have had since Lennon joined in February to identify and get players in the door for key positions. Why does it take so long for a club with so much money?" In the bank I'll leave that question hanging We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard After yesterday's win in Paisley Rangers fans What did you make of it? Could this be the kickstart For Borna Barisic's Rangers career? Coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on a big weekend of Scottish Premiership action and looking forward to a massive week as well. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB and a soccer zine is on. He says, if Celtic sign Andreas Pereira, we have an absolute gem on our hands. But here's the problem, Hugh. He was over there watching his brother. We think, no, not his brother, his pal. We think he was there watching oh. his pal, the Hearts goalkeeper. They've even got the same surname, they're just pals. But when you spot a a player in the stand And the photographer gets the picture of him The mind starts wondering You put two and two together But yes. I think there's a fairly innocent Explanation for it all Yeah Although I, I do believe Neil Lennon When he says that he wants Two or three in by the end of the week uh, There is defensive cover required uh, And uh, You know the, the window so far Has not been inspiring There's still A jury out On Ball and Golly And on Julian um, El Hamed is 
a reasonable enough player but more required 01419511025 that's the number you need to get in touch let's hear from you let's look back on Rangers victory in Paisley he says he always felt it was going to take a moment of brilliance to beat St Mirren he says Borna Barisic grabbed his chance with both hands but not just because of his goal it's a moment of magic we knew what we were going to face today uh, and on the back of a tough European game and, and the travel a hot day sticky pitch uh, against a team that's well organised that's going to do everything they can to take something from the game uh, the challenge become even tougher as the game went on I thought we were getting into the right areas of the pitch but we lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the final third so it always fell from the side it was going to take a moment of brilliance from, from one of my front men or one of my wide men or a really well executed free kick and thankfully Borna stepped up and um, he deserves all the credit he gets because I've seen him do that many a times on the training pitch but it's alright doing it there when no one's there you've got to do it in big moments so fair play to him well he's a, he's a good lad I think he'd be the first to admit that He's played well at times and maybe uh, underperformed at times, but he got his opportunity today and he certainly took it with both hands, not just because of the free kick. I thought his all-round defending and his all-round game was strong, and that's what we're going to need because if we get the chance to go Thursday, Sunday, it's very, very difficult to get everyone recovered and fresh, ready for the next challenge, so there's going to be changes. And then when people come in, they have to perform well, and that's what Bourne has done. Did Borna Barisic do enough to play himself into the team against the uh, Warsaw and then, of course, against Celtic? Uh, it's a difficult one to say Gordon he, he gives the most natural balance He is uh, a player who has uh, ability He has uh, technique, quality who, The problem he has is he's he struggled with consistency uh, I, I said before yesterday that I felt as if uh, If he didn't quite hit the mark over the next few weeks It may be a case that they might want to try and ship him out To try and get someone else in um, But that yesterday would have done his confidence Or the, the world of good Um it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one Gordon Because you've just asked a question there For me he might end up going back to John Flanagan Purely because he's done it time after time in Europe uh, And when I, when I say that Because he's naturally a, a right back But he does a decent enough defensive job But uh, Barisic has to do this more often You know it can't be one game half decent And then a couple poor uh, And I think Stephen Gerrard's You know he's trying to kind of praise him Publicly you know for stepping up to the mark yesterday He scores a goal And it's a crucial goal Yeah Therefore, he hogs the limelight. Defoe, by his standards, had a fairly average afternoon. Um, Morelos, when he came on, by his standards, fairly ineffectual afternoon. So Barisic gets all of the attention. But I'm not sure about the game against Lydia Warsaw, but I do think that when Celtic go to Ibrox, they'll find John Flanagan looking at them and not Barisic. Uh, well Stephen Gerrard says Being able to win ugly Will be a big part of any success They have this season He made five changes yesterday But says he's lots of confidence In the players who are waiting in the wings I have to wait and see Basically what the European game Takes out of certain people Obviously we lost Shea today That he got a kick at the end of the game And didn't recover in time um, So it was disappointing We didn't have him But people are really Waiting in the wings for opportunities to train them well. So I've got to believe in them and have confidence in them and that's the reason why I made the amount of changes today. I'm sure criticism will fly if I don't get it right. I understand that. But I've got to think what's best for the team and the squad over the course of a season if it becomes a 55-60 game season. We got criticised last year and rightly so for uh, not being consistent enough and maybe not winning the, the games ugly at times. I think if we're going to be successful together, sometimes when you can't find the answers in general play and it's looking like it's going to be a frustrating afternoon, we need people to step up and provide big moments. Uh, so it was very satisfying from the start. But I think if you look at the whole game, there's really only one team trying to win the game so I think you get what you deserve more often than not 
01419511025 That's the number Craig has dialed Craig's a Rangers fan Hi Craig Hi Gordon Alex you How are you Craig. doing um, I've got to say I felt yesterday's game was You know I was happy to get the win Because I think Again Much like the Commander game It's the type of game That we would More than likely Have ended up dropping points in Yesterday um, Particularly um, when the opportunity was there to put a bit of pressure in Celtic as well, so I was happy with that. But to be honest, um, what's worrying me, and what's frustrating me, is that the Kilmarnock game and the St Mirren game. What I'm seeing for Rangers is that when teams sort of close ranks defensively, you know, at one point St Mirren's striker was 20 yards out for St Mirren's own goal, you know. So I mean, they had everybody behind that ball. Not a criticism of them. That's just the way they played, but. It seems to me that we seem to struggle to find that bit of creativity and open play to break these teams down. And then when we do get the odd half chance, we don't take it. Um, now, I understand that, you know, of course, there may have been some tired legs for Thursday, but, you know, when you're playing a team like St Mirren, with all due respect to St Mirren and how well they played yesterday, you need to be scoring more than one goal. You need to lay down markers. I mean, Celtic have scored 15 goals in their opening three games, albeit that was where freak 7-0 win that very rarely ever happens these days but when you're playing St Mirren and Celtic are playing Hearts and they're banging in three and we've only got the one that to me isn't a good enough return against those kind of teams No, listen I take your point on board uh, Craig in terms of teams who defend uh, deep uh, I think St Mirren when you look at the depth of the back line to the striker, they're probably about 15 yards, and it's extremely difficult. And when you listen to Jim Goodwood and speaking, he's happy to concede the wider ones because when they're putting the ball in the box, you've got a team of giants, uh, and it almost worked for some minutes yesterday. Stephen Gerrard's right in what he said there. There was only one team trying to win that game. But when you actually look at the chances, for me, they have to be more clinical. If you look at Jermaine Defoe yesterday, who just touched on, that he felt as if uh, he was off uh, colour yesterday in terms of you know, his chances. But some of his movement and things there, he could easily score two or three goals yesterday, but he still creates chances. You look at Aribo with a header, a very good chance. Uh, Ryan Jack had a decent save uh, from the keeper. Arfield had a point-blank header that hits the keeper in the face. And then you have Morelos who does a bit of magic then. So it's not as if they're not creating chances, even though it's a packed defence. And then sometimes it will have to be a set play, like it was yesterday. But I think the key thing for, for Rangers in general you're absolutely right in what you're saying is last year they really struggled against Kamarnock, particularly down there, uh, to get a result. Yesterday would almost certainly have been a hurdle as well coming back for Europe. It was uh, you know, a really hot day. And it's so important to get these and that is the difference for me. Rangers look as if they've got that kind of determination and doggedness that's actually going to nick points, whereas last year you mm. think, here we go again. I mean, we, we were on Twitter yesterday, Alex, during the game and we were getting suggestions from Rangers fans that why bother with two defensive midfielders when you're against a team that's that's sitting so deep? Is, is that yeah. a potential area for improvement, well, well, something that could be looked at? Well, well, we looked at this as well yesterday in terms of Ryan Jack and what he's actually bringing to the game. Now, if you take Ryan Jack last year, Hugh, uh-huh. I was getting frustrated because everything was five yard, ten yard, sideways, backway passing. He is now becoming a driving force. For the team He's actually looking to probe He's looking to give Because if you're trying to break down A low block like that Gordon You need one of your midfielders To try and get past his player To then move other people To then recover Which you can then slot things in And If you look at some of the opportunities That Rangers carved out yesterday They need to be more clinical And ruthless Because even at 1-0 
You know, the boy, uh, Maurice, had a chance at the death. Yeah. And you have to be, make sure that it's done and dusted. See, I, I respect Craig's right and any fan's right to examine a game in the forensic detail. But if the fans of Celtic and Rangers examine the course of a championship, they will find days like that and plenty of them. Celtic went to St Mirren game five of last season. Friday night, yeah. Oran Kearney's first game and drew nil-nil. And that was under Brendan Rodgers when everything was sweetness and light. Latterly, under uh, Neil Lennon, went to Dundee, Dyer, 1-1-0. Went to Kilmarnock, 2-1 at the very end. Hearts at Tynecastle. So, a season over 38 games, it stands to reason that there'll be what Craig describes as freak days when Celtic score seven goals. But there'll also be days when you scrape by. And if Rangers this season win ugly on occasion, which they did not do last season, that's a step up. Craig? I mean, I, no, I, I don't agree with that. Like I said, you know, I do think that these are games last season that they were losing. It's just that sometimes, when you, especially, you know, I'm looking, um, obviously we've got Livingston in the League Cup, for example, away. That's the kind of game that, you know, because these teams inevitably always get one chance. That's the kind of game. If you're not clinical enough, you might find yourself punished. Now, obviously, that aside, I'm you know looking to this week as well with the old firm game coming up in Europe. You know, I've heard the Celtic fans on talk about how you know they they they're quite happy just to go out of Europe and um, let Rangers stay in Europe and that would give them an advantage. Now, yes, of course, priority for both Rangers and Celtic this season is the league title and the cups. That's Obviously, going to be proud because they're never going to win the European trophies. But to me, it sounds like excuse making before a ball's kicked at times because I do feel that Celtic and Rangers are guilty of it as well. Disrespect the European competitions and the teams are playing in by saying things like it doesn't really matter anyway. Of course, it matters. It matters to every team who's trying to get into that competition. If it doesn't matter, then they should just tell you, if we don't ever I, want to I play in these Craig, competitions again. Craig, Craig, forgive me, where do you live? Cumbernauld Right uh, I don't know if it uh, Yeah It will apply to Cumbernauld As well as Glasgow This is not a football issue This is a cultural issue The bragging rights here The Rangers fans Cannot bear to contemplate Celtic winning nine in a row The Celtic fans Cannot bear to contemplate Not winning nine in a row They're not disrespecting Europe They're disregarding it uh, but, they, but why, why do we do this yeah, every I, season though why does, it, why does it have to be a choice Who said it had to be a choice no, Celtic I, have, have won previous titles Having been in Europe Why Why do we always I'm come up with this, this hypothetical I'm taking this season in isolation Because Stephen Gerrard is there Season 2 And the Rangers fans have looked at the signings Everyone associated mm. with Rangers thinks This is it This is the season And that's why It's not a football issue It's a Scottish Cultural issue Okay thanks to Craig A Rangers fan from Cumbernauld John is also on the line As a Rangers fan Hi John Not bad uh, who, who says the Rangers Disregarded by the way The European trophies I am saying That Any supporter that says uh, I'm not bothered about Europe He's not been disrespectful He's just disregarding it Because he can't wait To get the league title one Well listen The league title Is not going to me Until then We're still on every trophy So I would dis- I totally disagree well, we're out to win every trophy I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I, Yeah I'm just right. saying That some people Regard it that way If you don't regard it that way Good luck to you Right Back to the, the point That we've been punished For sectarian singing 
Uh-huh. I'd like to applaud the fans yesterday because there was certain individuals at a game yesterday still trying to add the add-ons and it's causing a bit of friction but people are starting to get to listen and learn. I was in this yesterday and I've heard a few conflicts which I agree. The add-ons we don't need. We get to the stage now we've got to sing Kumbaya, my lord, or Jesus loves us. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day... I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there's a middle ground between yeah, these things, yeah. John. I don't think anybody's asking you to go that far. Well, listen, that's how, that's how far we were singing yesterday, by the way. Did you not hear that? Because we were singing it yesterday. So uh, you can see there's a middle ground, but the add-ons is finished. It's got to finish. But, I mean, you've well, got to well, see... With respect, we'll, we'll get Sunday out of the way first. No chance. There's no chance on Sunday. You tell me there's no chance that'll happen Sunday because both sides will just be as bad. And you know that, you. Well, you're saying, hold on a second, you're saying there's no chance, but both sides are just as bad. Which one is it? Well, basically, it's a Rangers Celtic game. It's 90 minute bigots, and you know, you don't agree with the 90 minute bigots. You I, don't agree with that. that. I must admit, I'm a bit loath to stand on Monday night and predict what will or will I not think. be sung on Sunday. Because you know what? We will spend many more nights discussing it yeah, as the season uh, but, progresses. But I'll, but I'll I'm sure we will. I'll just say very quickly in the passing I abhor. Expressions like yes. 90 minute bigots Grow up John have you got a football point? I've got a football point Right Right Hugh my apologies I didn't mean it in that sense At the end of the day I understand what you're saying So my apologies to you Hugh Maybe Thank I you. come across With the wrong kind of words And I understand Right So I do apologise And I humbly apologise to you for that Hugh On we go On Hope we you go my apology I do of course Right Well Kim Goodwin yesterday What's the tactics? One six four. Come on, I know you can say that he's not got the resources or whatever, but that is just, we're paying money, £30, to go and watch a team who, okay, they hurt the post by a cross, but just anybody, amateur football can do that. John, anybody John, can do that. John, see, the thing is, I think uh, when you look back to the Aberdeen game, they, they played a similar, very uh, low block uh, and they managed to nick three points. They they played the same against Hibs. I think that's the way that Jim Goodwin will set up his team against the top teams within the division. And I think the com- up up and coming games. I think they play uh, Liv- uh, Ross County and uh, Livy and then Ross County. Yeah. So they will have a different approach to that because they are games that they feel as if they may well be able to win it. And for to have a go at his tactics, it almost worked for him, you know, because he almost nicked that result. Whereas if they come out and uh, Attacked and be expansive against Rangers, they get absolutely demolished. So, unfortunately, and listen, we've seen it with Rangers when they go to the big clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid over the years. You don't see Rangers coming out and, and, and free flowing attacking. I think it's just uh, a respect for the opposition. But we're we're paying money to watch that, and I can understand what you're saying. Did you enjoy it? Because you know I mean, uh, it's just as what you say, passing left, right. But, li- but listen, let me say one thing to you. When the, the people paid to get into Kilmarnock and Aberdeen on Saturday, they didn't get any guarantee with their ticket, which is just as well because they get a pile of rubbish to watch. So there is no guarantee when you buy your ticket. And if a club whose first obligation, whose survival. only obligation is survival, decide to go down the survival route, that's their prerogative and entitlement. 0141 Let's hear from you. We'll take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. You can get them on the phones or you can get them on Twitter at Clyde SSB. 
Greg Hamilton's on He's sticking up for his team He says Callers moaning about St Mirren sitting in Rangers sat in all the way To the AFA Cup final in 2008 Changed the record He says <laughs> yeah. Well we uh, did say it, that Didn't yeah. we Against better opposition You have to do it I mean the Clubs have their Individual priorities Rangers have The priority of winning The league title St Mirren have the priority Of staying in the league And that's why Occasionally A man's got to do what a man's going to do one four one nine five one one zero two five. The number tonight Let's speak to Mark and Hamilton Hi Mark Hi Gordon How are we doing? Good thanks Mark What's I your point? Say, I heard you at the end of the night Talking about um, The lad I was speaking of The fella Up front bio mm-hmm. What a difference You see a, a striker A main striker Getting into the six yard box After I watched this Get imagine to watch a highlights last night what a, The difference between him And the lad Edward Is night and day for strikers as every ball was in that box that lad was inside the box trying to stuff a goal at it and rather than get two goals he didn't get any goals it was refreshing to see that I hope the young lad Edward's watching him how he play up front I don't know that Edward's I don't think Edward's exactly done too badly Celtic surely I think he has sure it's, I know it's all about opinions my opinion is he's, he's never in the right position at the right time he could be scoring more goals a lad I know he's a great player too but He's watching that lad yesterday That's what he's meant to be so in that, 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 that goal that won the cup final In the treble treble against Hearts I know you what you're saying I know I know I'm, That's what I'm saying to you But he can score a lot more goals I think they're just different types Clearly Alex yes. And that's why Neil Lennon And the Celtic fans Will be pleased at having These different options Because that's something We asked Jim Duffy about yesterday Being at the game We had seen next to nothing of bio So not only were we looking at Is he Was he good Can he impact the game But what, what is he What type of Absolutely. striker is he Um but they're just different It doesn't mean one's better than the other Edward is no. very effective At dropping into those little gaps And linking up play And picking picking up possession And bringing players in But Mark is outlining the fact That Bio's perhaps a bit more of An instinctive striker Desperate to get on the edge of, of, of crosses And put the ball away Yeah absolutely And uh, I've speaking to my pal David Farrell Who goes to watch Sally quite a bit And he says Bio's raw he, He's willing to kind of make the runs He attacks the box relatively well he has to improve in his all-round game. And if you look at uh, Edward last year, uh, when he first came in, he was coming off the left-hand side to you. Uh-huh. So you were replacing Dembele. People were kind of gauging him in terms of what Dembele did, who was a very good level. So I think Edward's actually developing as an all-round player. You look at, he actually leads a line. Because the way Celtic play, Gordon, is it's an out-and-out number nine. They don't have any uh, partnerships as such. You know, you don't have a, a striking partner. So you have the three behind. He complements that. So... I think if Bio is going to get a, a regular starting place ahead of him, he has to be able to do all that. So, Mark, are you all of a sudden such a Bio fan that you can see him going in in front of Edward for these two big no games? so much that. I think you're right in saying that people will be playing Thursday or Sunday. I can see that. But I'm just talking about, I know they're two different players, but when Edward was playing up there a few games, his instinct's not the same again to that position where it's scoring goals in that six-yard box. Well, again, I go back to that Dundee game that I frequently referred to last season when... Uh, Celtic were rubbish uh, From start to finish And then in injury time Who popped up inside the six yard box To score the goal that won the game To be fair to Mark I don't think he's saying that it never ever happens And you're just plucking a couple of examples They are different They are undeniably different Bio does seem to, to, to do that To really want to get in the end of crosses In a way that Edouard doesn't It doesn't have to be a criticism Of Odson yeah, Edouard no, but I, I'm going through the, the video memory bank here now See Edouard cutting in 
uh, and scoring the goal that beat Rangers 3-2 last season at Ibrox I see him last week against AIK season before scoring a great free kick when Celtic uh, exactly these are these are not poachers goals that's what Mark's talking about I think Bio is as Alex said using David Farley's eyewitness is raw uh, he's had a, a good first start for Celtic but Let's keep everything in perspective. Gordon, just to, to add to this, if you're talking about a guy who's an out-and-out goal scorer, you would be playing Griffiths ahead of both of them. If it was just down to purely finishing within the box, mm. you know, there's a lot more uh, kind of facets to being a number nine. Uh, Mark, so if we're not quite sure if Bio's done enough to go to the number one slot at the moment, is he at least above Lee Griffiths in the pecking order at the moment? Uh, well, it could be, Gordon. That's fifty-fifty at the moment. Um, playing him again yesterday before Griffiths is it's another kind of call up, isn't it? You know, but um, no, I'm quite happy to some especially because I watched a lot of the games this season and last season, and there were times that what I'm saying is he could have been in different positions. He's the ball's getting put in there. You've got to be a bit of instinct, you know, where maybe get into the ball so he was standing maybe ten yards. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's a bit refreshing to see somebody who knows he wants to be in that position to score the goals. Okay, doke. Thank you, Mark. In Hamilton, who dialed 0141 uh, You've got to feel uh, for the pain on Twitter. He says Clyde SSB is getting me through the arduous task of cutting the grass. That I never could. Loving the did chat and build up. So did I. Did you? I did. Six hours in here, I thought oh, I just can't wait to get home and cut the grass. What do a dream way to finish do it what off. I the day. did. Buy a flat. <laughs> I can't imagine you out cutting the grass. For so you... Oh, I used to for yeah, years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. keen gardener? No, hated every second. Yeah, of I thought. I thought you might. You know, actually, more you know I love it You oh, know you I do. love it yeah, yeah I send pictures to my mate Phil and Fasner On the group chat I absolutely love it If the well, lines are not perfect I'm not happy well, They must love you Imagine that type of entertainment <laughs> Coming through the phone Kids used uh, to run and hide Behind the couch By the time I'd finished In the garden that, that, that must be an age thing My group chat pictures Look a whole lot different Than, uh, oh, than grass getting cut In the back garden show, Gordon, um, show. Let's speak to Colin yeah, Never you mind Let's speak to Colin Who's a Rangers fan I love the specific location In this You know we'll usually say Mark and Hamilton Or Alex and Denison This one says Colin in Air Beach um, Are you specifically On the beach Colin? Well I'm in a car park On the beach Oh there we go there we are. Pretty close so it's, it's a beautiful Sunny night Sure there. is I'm just going to sit here The sunshine goes down Over the Aaron Ah oh, sounds magnificent oh, Colin What's your point tonight? <laughs> I was just uh, Just to say I think With the signings That Stephen Gerrard Has made this season And the way they've uh, Settled in so quickly um, that Rangers can pose a threat to Celtic this season and just this week alone uh, if we can get a result against Ledger Warsaw and a result against Celtic on Sunday that'll just set us up for the rest of the season I think well, I don't think uh, anyone just to see what you, what you think about that panel uh, I don't think anyone would argue Against the idea that Rangers are legitimate challengers to Celtic this season, you see, I I know that this will now prompt a call for myself and supporters to say, I don't believe it, but I think if you're looking at it in a discerning fashion, Rangers are legitimate challengers, and an awful lot will be read into Sunday's result, whatever it may be, but there will still be three other old firm games after that. But bottom line. Rangers will run Celtic all the way this season That's that's one of the things I like about you Who you're willing to put your colours to the mast To say there will be a challenge this year yes. There's a lot of pundits out there That go, are saying that it's not not willing to put their, their hand their their, Yeah absolutely For me it is a clear two horse race Yeah, 
Uh, for me, when you look at the personnel, you look at the early stages, Aberdeen struggling, Hart struggling, Hibs struggling. Yeah. And for me, the only two contenders are Celtic and Rangers. Colin, who in particular is catching your eye, Colin? As a Rangers fan, who in particular is impressing you? Who's who's behind this improvement? I like Big Joe Rebo. Um Since he came in, uh, he's just, he's fast, all that, carry on. Uh, Scott Arfield, same, only wing that he's, he's really fast and everything. And Ryan Jack, I mean, the turn of speed that boy's got is <laughs> not real. Um, but, it's it's more a it's a left back position I'm more worried about because they keep playing players that's no left fit in the left back position and things like that. Yeah, a name, a name that Colin mentioned there just because Colin makes a, a good point. He mentions players who are impressing him. Ryan Jack, maybe not known for his speed, but that's something Colin identifies. I wonder if he's done enough to be in the Scotland squad that get announced tomorrow, Alex. In fairness, if there's one position that we do have competition for, it's yeah. it's midfield, but. Gordon, uh, uh, if you go back to last season, uh, when I seen him, I thought he was a steady Eddie. You know, he, he was like six, maybe seven, you know, consistent. Uh, he's actually starting to believe in himself. He's actually starting to drive the team forward. And I think that's what they've been lacking badly. Last year, they were very pedestrian at times. When you've got him, Aribo, Davis is just pulling the strings. Uh, you've got Arfield breaking for the middle of the park. They've got so many options. Kamara can still dictate the play as well. But the key ones are the ones that are actually breaking forward and making a difference. And I think Jack has actually started to do that. If he could add a few more goals to his game, he'd start to be a lot more rounded. And and I take your point, I actually feel as if he may well be in the squad tomorrow. Uh, maybe at the expense of a, a Graham Shinney who's now not playing first team football. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Listen, if you're talking about people who are actually playing at the, the week in, week out, who's actually, you know, first team uh, minutes, then he comes under that bracket where Shinney is in Siberia at the moment. Colin, thanks for the call. Enjoy the beach. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. What a way to kick off the new week by coming on here and getting one over on Hugh Keevens or Alex Ray. If you think you have what it takes, give us a call right now. 0141 951 1025. Answer as many correct questions as you can. And if you beat the pundit, you'll win yourself a signed ball. You only have until the news at 7, so be quick. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've been looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points starting yesterday at Celtic Park. Bio getting the two goals, did he or didn't he? Do you care? I don't know. Uh, looking back on Borna Barisic's winner for Rangers. As well Paul Heckingbottom Caused a bit of a stir On Saturday yeah. When we were listening He's had a bit of a pop At his own fans You don't hear that too often uh, We'll let you hear it next But it got me thinking In a more general sense What was the last time You got annoyed At your own manager For something he said There must be some good examples Out there When was the last time Your own manager Bugged you Because he said something That you didn't agree with Let us know on Twitter At Clyde SSB Or 01419511025 This first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. Hugh Keevens is ready. So is Alex Ray. They've been warming up during the news, and one of them is going to be up against Connor from Paisley. How are you tonight, Connor? Hi, how's it going? No, I'm great. Myself. Yeah, good, Connor. And you're a winner already, by the way. I should have probably told you this before, but I've uh, got you a couple of tickets uh, to go and see the Scotland women's team. They're taking on Cyprus no. in their first qualifier for the Euro 2021. It's at Easter Road on Friday. If you're a fan, you can go along, and if not, I'm sure you'll know someone who is, so you'll be popular Definitely. either way, Connor. 
Good man, we're going to toss the coin and get on with the, the real game No disrespect to Shelley Kerr But I mean, this is where the bragging rights are uh, Heads, it's Hugh Keevans Tails, it's Alex Ray And it's Tails, Alex Ray Against Connor from Paisley So I'm going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to Make sure that he can't hear us Connor, we'll get your clock ready 30 seconds, head to head with Alex You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Go for it What was the final score of Livingston's win against Ross County on Saturday? One. Which team is Rangers Josh McPake currently on loan with? Uh, pass. What country does Victor Wanyama represent? Kenya. Who managed Rangers between 1920 and 1954? Pass. Which town did Morton play in? Gunnock. Who plays at Clifton Hill? Clifton mm, Hill Rovers. Say that again. Clifton Hill Rovers Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, can you hear us? I can, yes Right, same set of questions to you You ready? Lovely Don't you panic now Pressure's on (laughs) What was the final score of Livingston's win against Ross County on Saturday? Which team is Rangers Josh McPake on loan to? Dundee What country does Victor Wanyama represent? Uganda Who managed Rangers between 1920 and 1954? Pass Which town do Morton play in? Capital which team plays at <laughs> Which team plays at Clifton Hill? Uh, I'll be Rovers. And in which year did St Johnston win the Scottish Cup? Nineteen seventy-four. Okay. Capolo. Connor, what do you think? Nah, I think he just got it. Even if I dock him ten points for saying Capolo. <laughs> I know, it's scandalous It's scandalous See if you win And having said Capolo is the town Morton playing Wow Hugh Keevans What's happening? Listen, anything outside Glasgow Hugh is a bit of a chore for me It's barely outside Glasgow To be fair Okay, let's go through them What was the final score of Livy Against Ross County? 4-1 You got that one right So Connor didn't I'm afraid 1-0 to Alex And you're having a go at me for that? Uh, (laughs) Rangers Josh McPake on loan at Dundee So it's 2-0 to Alex Connor You fought back though You know your Victor Wanyama knowledge He plays for Kenya uh, so it's 2-1 to Alex Who managed Rangers Between 1920 and 1954? Oh, Bill Struth Bill Struth I was thinking Willie Waddle But a bit early What? Willie Waddle? <laughs> 1920? <laughs> Just a bit early uh, Okay None of you got that one right Which town do Morton play in? Capolo <laughs> Capolo <laughs> That's one of the worst We've ever had uh, Connor Kept his composure He got it He knew it was Greenock So it's 2-all mm. We're level uh, Which team plays at Clifton Hill? Connor, I gave you another chance. I, th- I, I was hoping I had misheard you, but I think you said Clifton Hill Rovers. But you, <laughs> I know, you're, qu- I said it <laughs> you're quite right to just guess on the last one. You yes, might as well. That's what I did with Capital. They don't exist, but Albion Rovers do, and they play at, Cap- at Clifton Hill. Uh, and Alex Ray's pipped you. He's got a last minute winner, three to Alex Ray. What was the Scottish Cup one? Just out of oh, curiosity. sorry, 2014. Miles off. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, three to Alex Ray, two to Connor. He had a bit of a nightmare corner But still managed to pip your hard lines To be ah, fair Alec was only 40 years out with that St George's basket Yes <laughs> you, Listen we, we spoke about yesterday About not playing well But getting the job Get done Get No it. ball on the way I'm afraid Connor. Anyway Connor, stay on the line uh, Producer Andy will sort you out With those tickets The Scotland women's team Against Cyprus uh, At Easter Road on Friday Imagine saying Getting the St Johnston one so wrong not knowing the Bill Struth one, getting the Capolo one so wrong and yes. still winning. I've just, I've <laughs> Talk about just, a hollow victory. I've actually just wrote down uh, my, my win rate this year 100%. Hugo, yeah, what you yeah. won from one? Two, two out of two.
Two from two There's no such thing as a bad mm. win Absolutely, yeah well, There we go Connor's off to see the Scotland women's national team on Friday Anyway, we're going to do that all week on Beat the Pundit Well, before Friday, certainly um, And you can still get your tickets if you want to just buy them At the Hibs FC website so Obviously it was a big summer, the Women's World Cup They got a good send-off before that So let's see if we can keep that momentum going A good family atmosphere, I'm sure, on Friday 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need tonight And you will find us at Clyde SSB as well I'm going to play this Paul Heckingbottom clip you Not because I think We've got thousands of Hibs fans Waiting to hear it again But I wonder if we can get A bit of a discussion out of it I wonder Any other examples of managers Who have annoyed fans Of their own team By something that they've said After the game I'm sure our listeners Remember everything They will come up with Some examples But Paul Heckingbottom Believes anxiousness From the crowd Affected his players Against St Johnston Some supporters Booed his decision To take off Scott Allen The Heckingbottom uh, Tongue in cheek said he wasn't aware of any law banning him from subbing the player. There was a real anxiousness that spread from the stands and to the players, definitely. We've drawn at home, we'll draw many more at home between now and the end of the season, without a doubt. So yeah, it doesn't help the players, 100%. You want to feel the stadium. Well, I did when I played, I, that's what I like now. But certainly, you guys, you, you probably see it from the stands, there's certain to be, we're trying to relax, calm, pass, and there's a yeah, nervousness and anxiety, yeah, and, and it spreads, so I think we've got a... If the fans can appeal to them, calm and down. Or even when something good does happen, get behind them. Get behind them. That's what they want to see. You know, because there'll come a point where we're defending the box and not getting out. And sometimes it's the blocks, it's the tackles, you know, which are, which are just as important. It was quite and a negative reaction. Paul, because of the Scott Allen substitution. Yeah, I didn't know there's a law up here, you can't take him off, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to take the fans on, Alec, Oof, have more than four points out of your first nine. Uh, be better than you were against St Johnston And also don't tell your players That the crowd think that you're afraid And you're proving that the crowd are right Because you then had a Hibs player come in After the game and say No we look anxious So he just contradicted his own manager So I think Paul Heckenbottom needs to Slow down and have a think about it If there's it. any anxiety uh, Gordon been been felt by the fans It's usually because of what they're actually watching So that's what it stems from here Because if you're playing free-flowing football Like it was at the beginning mm. The fans are excited, they're up And they're behind the team So that's exactly where all this kind of problem comes from And when you take a player off at like Scott Allen This is not to say that he is untouchable No. Uh, part of the problem I think for the weekend Is having watched Scott over years Playing him on the right-hand side For me he's a lot more effective In the number 10 role Where he has actually got two assists And I think he's got a goal as well this season so to move him and then hook him, it doesn't look well with the fans. Well, I did say I wanted to hear from examples of when your manager annoyed you. Because usually you stick by your team, don't you? That's what happens if your manager says something, you back him. Uh, but a lot of Hibs fans are at odds with what Paul Heckingbottom had to say. So let, let us know when was the last time your manager annoyed you by something he said after the game. And what about more, more generally, Hugh? Because you get, there's this idea, you know, fans pay their money, they're, they're, they're yeah. entitled. Um, but if ge- genuinely, it's easy for me to say, if genuinely they are perceived to be having a detrimental effect on, on the team, sh- should fans take more care of of that side of things? I don't know. I'm just trying to look at the, the other side of the argument. As long as the fans keep their criticism at a rational level, uh, as long as it doesn't turn into offensive chants at the manager or at players, then, yeah, they did pay their money And they are entitled to have their say uh, They're not entitled to think I paid my money This should be an absolutely brilliant football match It should finish 6-4 for my team And the sun should shine But If they're there and they think it's really bad 
They're entirely open their mouth But see the same token Hugh You're expecting the players to rise above anything Because you've played in hostile Whether it's your own fans and whether it's the opposition And you have to overcome that With the greatest respect St Johnson have been really really struggling mm. uh, Particularly at home You know you're expecting more oh. from Hibs uh, And you would get a good response on Twitter to this one Asking about when was the last time your manager annoyed you After something he said James McCluskey doesn't have to go back too far After the Cluj game When Neil Lennon tried to justify playing McGregor at left back He said no problems came from that side He totally underestimated the opposition Gary Buss commander to bring back some memories He says when Pedro Cachinha started going on about caravans and barking <laughs> dogs and He's got some emojis uh, to follow there as well So we're at Clyde SSB on Twitter 01419511025 And the phones I must say on Twitter The dogs bark and the caravan keep moving Is very popular Taylor Scott's in with that one As well he says Thank goodness uh, for Stevie G Let's speak to Stephen Who is a Hibs fan from Rock Hill Hi Stephen Hi there, how you doing lads? Not Stephen. too bad Stephen Were you would, would you have booed at the weekend Taking Scott Allen off? Um, unfortunately, I have to be honest. Uh, I'm not one to lie. I did boo when he made the substitution, and I did boo at the end of the de- at the end of the game. But the booing was nothing against the team; it was against his own decisions to take him off. But more so to play him out of position. The best comparison I can actually give is: if you've got uh, you need work done in the house, you're not going to phone a joiner to come and paint and decorate your house, are you? So why would you tell a certain midfield to go play in the wing? Yeah, I do agree. Uh, he's a terrific reader of the game. Scott Allen, beautiful passer of the ball when he's on form. Uh, and he did seem to be isolated out wide and not having the kind of effect on the game and his team that he should have had. So Paul Heckenbottom, I think, we're a funny lot up here. Yeah, Don't start messing us about, you know, because we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll bite you back. Uh, so... You shouldn't be telling people that they don't know what they're looking at because see, the, see, see that having seen the I was just saying the other now about in terms of the way that Hibs play when Scott Allen has actually did really well. He plays in the midfield three, but the advanced one of the three. Uh, but it looks as if Heckenbottom wants to play a four four two, which means there's got to be two strikers. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're obviously not going to play him in the central midfield. So he's put him out to the right hand side, and I don't think that suits Scott at all. And if going forward, you know, you might have to look at the personnel and then work mm. the shape out from there. Uh, Stephen, how do you feel when you, you hear Paul Heckenbottom referencing the fans and I, I guess blaming them? I hope I've not been too unfair, but blaming them for part of the, the anxiety. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to his post-match just because I was so frustrated as it was. Um, <clears throat> but when I, I read the articles online now, obviously, you, all, you know yourselves, the press might never be 100%. But when you read the headlines, he's come out and he's blaming the fans and blaming us. Why not just stand up, put the hands up and say, look, I got this wrong. But he, he's passing the buck and he's saying that professionals can't handle the, the boo boys. But it's it's football, it's, it's modern day football and it, it goes on. And I think, um, I, think I, I saw a headline today, I didn't read it, uh, but I think Jackson sent a half had come out and basically said that... Uh, he didn't feel under pressure, that's right. Yeah, um, he didn't feel any pressure from the fans. It was just simply, it, it wasn't right in the park. Now, talking about Scott in the middle, middle of the field, I was at the game last, but I go home and away. Uh, I was at the game last week against Morton, and Scott Allen was, was playing in that kind of number 10 role. Um, and he's out his depth there as well. He needs to be a lot deeper to pick up the ball and drive forward. He can't wait on the ball to then create a chance for the strikers. He needs to be commanding from, maybe not so far, 
in front of the defence, but certainly a lot deeper than where he was last week. Um, just touching on Heckenbaum as well, it's, it's the old thing as well, if you go to buy a car, I mean, I know he's not had loads of clubs, but if you, you go and buy a car, you don't buy a car that's had 10 owners. So it's the exact same thing. Like You run your own business and you interview someone and it comes along and say, oh, they're sacked after 30 days. You're not going to give him the job, are you? I like Stephen's analogies. He's got yeah. to get the, the visit the the joiner in to paint the house. Yeah. We'll get the car. I like it. Stephen's but, a creative man. To be fair, uh, Paul... uh, also I do know that he was third. He was third choice because the, the first two just things didn't go as planned with the conversations. But who, who, who were they? Just out of curiosity, was, uh, Michael Appleton wasn't it? That oh, was right, the one okay. at the time. Appleton, uh, yeah. yeah. But to be uh, fair, yeah. you know when he came in at first, uh, there was the whole Neil Lennon fiasco. He did well. Uh, he did well, yeah. He steadied the ship. Now, perhaps he has to have a look around him and understand that supporters at the moment, like the Hart supporters, are less than thrilled by what they're looking at. But don't pick a fight with the supporters because they'll win in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this all stems from the, the tail end because as you rightly said there, Hugh, he started really well. He managed to get them into the top six. But when you look at this post-split, uh, two draws, three losses. Uh, he did well in the, the, the cup earlier on. However, you know the league form hasn't been great recently. Great stuff, thank you, Stephen in Rockhill for the call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're on Twitter asking you in light of Paul Hecking bottom. What was the the last time your own manager annoyed you by something he said? Hugh Evans, don't pretend. Oh, I was pretending I didn't hear the Nokia ring a minute ago because you're I making know. a habit of it and it's very unprofessional, quite frankly. Um, but I did hear it, and now you're waving at me, which makes me think it's important. You see, my niece is married to a mad hippie. Oh right, so he's just texted. He's been listening, and he's given the longest text message in the history of text messages to say the Hibs fans, bottom line, are not happy with what they're looking at, and that's why. There's a bit of unrest You've just brushed that off brilliantly Well done Yeah Experience uh, Well we're getting a good response on Twitter Lots of people suggesting the last time their own manager uh, annoyed them William Monaghan says The last time was every time Mark Warburton opened his mouth <laughs> Great show guys he says. So he's clearly not a fan Which is which is okay That's fine uh, Don't mind that uh, Is this where the name goes? Says the biggest annoying thing a manager said Walter Smith when he announced his intention to leave at the end of the season Because ah. it cost us ten in a row um, and Robert Clark, he's we're full of analogies tonight. What's yeah. just happened uh, to the last twenty minutes of the show? Robert says just on Hugh's point that the fans have a right to air their discontent as they've paid their money. So, in the same token, would you go to the King's Theatre and shout obscenities to the cast if you weren't enjoying the show? Well, obviously, there's a, a difference in circumstances. I mean, uh, you can you can get up, and leave if you don't fancy it. Get up and go, but you'd be embarrassing yourself in a theatre in a football ground. That is a forum. For people who are allowed to open their mouths Yeah but you're assuming at the theatre You'd be the only one shouting If everyone else was doing it Like they were at the football oh, I think you get up and go Plenty of times <laughs> I've felt like it Okay I hate the cinema Films are rubbish now <laughs> Honestly you've got, you've got the ability To just put a dark cloud over it You hate the cinema yeah, what, what, what do you hate about the cinema? Modern day movies are rubbish now What's your favourite? Casablanca <laughs> You just knew It was going to be Some right out The classics section When you flick through The on demand Classics That's where Hugh Evans Would go If he knew how to work The Sky Remote That's where he would go And, and all fair? the Godfathers well, Getting better now I think that's fair Right 01419511025 Give us your thoughts On the weekend's action You can start looking ahead A lot to look forward to Europa League qualifiers On Thursday Big games on Saturday And in case you hadn't heard 
the game between Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox on Sunday. We've got a good full time teaser coming oh. up for Alex. I hope and it's Hugh. not as bad as last week. Good? That was brutal. You struggled last week, so we're only looking for five answers tonight. Not to say that they're easy, but we're only looking for five answers. We'll get the question next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, we just heard from Paul Heckenbottom. We're getting some good memories from you on the last time your manager annoyed you uh, by something that he said. Because usually you always you stand by your manager, don't you? Um, David Zoni says, poor Mark Warburton's getting it in the neck. <laughs> he says, uh, Mark Warburton saying he didn't have a plan B, just do plan A better. He since explained what he meant by that, but it was just so annoying to hear him say that he had no plan B. There we go. At Clyde SSB. Time for the full-time teaser. Uh, if you've got any good questions or even a good idea for a question, please send it into fulltime at clyde1.com and hopefully we can get it on the show. We'll give you a big shout out and all the rest of it because we like to we like to drive the guys nuts between now and the end of the show. Um, Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray had a stinker last week. Let's see if they do any better. Tonight's been sent in by John Smith. Now, regular listeners to the show will know that John sends in very difficult questions Man. and we usually use them on a Tuesday for the Anorak Roger Hanna. Oh. However, this is still a difficult question But I've trimmed the answers for you I've made it a bit easier We're only looking for five names Since The mid-90s we'll call it Since the mid-90s Five men have played for the old firm And then gone on to manage a league club in England Which has been their only manager's job So far Does that make sense? I'll do it once more for you Since the mid-90s Five men have played for the old firm And then gone on to manage a league club in England Which has been their only manager's job to date Yes Do you hear that silence? <laughs> Ominous Ominous Do you know the thing is See when you look at a couple of these names It's yes. actually not that hard well, Easy for me to say I've got them written down in front yeah, of me I know. But the first name was coming But he's obviously managed more than once With Stuart McCall with Bradford But it's no Yeah exactly Nigel yeah. Spackman No mm. Was there any reasoning behind that? Or just, much no, that I, I don't think so Ray Wilkins? Nope mm. Why don't I give you a, a starter Because no offence You two are not the best at these Maybe think of someone Who is still in that management job So someone who played for the old firm Has now gone down south To manage for the first time His first ever management job And he's still there That'll be the easiest one Because it's, it's current You don't have to get into the The memory bank <laughs> You two are hopeless So one four one nine five one one zero two five. 951 Let's speak to Davy uh, In Pollock Hi Davy. How you doing mate? It's just about the Scott Allen situation Oh yes uh, Right I'd like to kind of Get Alex uh, Alex Ray's Opinion sure. on this that, uh, What I'm going to ask Now I, I remember watching Scott Allen Before he signed for Celtic And I was, I'm in the same frame mind As everybody else And even Gerard made a comment About the boy last week And I think That uh, he, he couldn't even get a game Against East Kilbride In the Scottish Cup At East Kilbride he did, Lennon, I'm sure it was Lennon Would not play the boy whatsoever And all of a sudden The boy's away now And everybody's ranting Raving about him And I'll ask this question did Celtic sign Scott Allen so Rangers didn't get him? 
well, there was a, money than what Rangers was going to give them. They obviously thought they was going to make some sort of impact. You're not just doing that for the sake of it. Celtic are knowing the business of actually signing players just to get one over in Rangers. However, I think he was actually playing really well at the time. You for can his. see why people come to no, that conclusion no, now, can, though, can't you? Well, you can do now, Gordon. But you're actually you, you, you're talking about when he originally signs for them. You're thinking he's going to make some sort of impact. The money where it was three or four hundred grand is nothing to Celtic in terms of taking a punt. You see it constantly that they, they, they sign players between three. 100 grand and 2 million A little project It didn't work out for Scott The thing for Scott Allen for me Is that he is almost 28 I think He hasn't even played 100 First team starts starts, So for me he needs to get his career Up and running Uh, And and if it means he has to work the shift on the right hand side I've often told you the story when uh, Mick McCarthy said to me I want you to play right midfield And I told him no I was out the team for I don't know 6 weeks, 8 weeks uh, and then he said to me I want you to play this weekend At right midfield And I says absolutely And I scored two goals And it was a lesson to me That you have to play Where you need to play But you still have to Put the shift in He's 28 almost it's like, Just go and play And try and show your but The ability do, to do his have When players Turn down one half Of the old firm And sign for the other Then the inquest Goes on for years uh, When Scott Allen Was asked to sign for Celtic Celtic were Successful Rangers were unsuccessful. Celtic were paying Scott Allen more money than Rangers were offering to pay Scott Allen. Therefore, you could come to the conclusion that, well, that's the smart thing to do. However, if Scott Allen, who came from a Rangers background rather than a Celtic background, if Scott Allen had thought, nah, I'd rather go to Rangers... That was his choice I really thought you were going to have a more cynical take on it you know, It was far too sensible I'm no, not used to that from no. you For no. me, you know Rangers have not won a trophy in eight years And he, Scott Allen Was being given the chance to go to a Celtic side Who were regularly winning trophies It didn't work out Not by any stretch of the imagination But He was going to a, a successful club As opposed to a club who at that point Were unsuccessful I'm getting more money This debate makes me feel like I've just time travelled Just gone back in time Remember how many nights In the show We debated this When he was moving Thank you very much Davey in Pollock Who dialed 0141 Still nothing on that teaser No, Still not even that first one That I gave you the clue No I'm trying to write My brains through Scott Kirkland was straight on when I, when I gave that clue He was straight on Straight out of the box He got it Motherless isn't it I'm looking for five names Come on Let me um, check in Twitter Um Scott Liddell's got one of the difficult ones Well done to Scott Thomas Higgins as well um, Okay okay. Oh De um, Boer At Crystal Palace No He's had more than one manager's job Oh sorry I meant in England Right no. okay Since 92 Five men have played for the old firm They've then gone on oh, Since the mid 90s Sorry Bring that up There's no point going back to 92 Since the mid 90s Five men have played for the old firm Gone on to manage a league club in England And it's been their only manager's job to date So for the person who said Neil Lennon That is wrong Okay uh, We'll get back to it Let's take the call from William Who's in Craigend Hi William Hello good evening guys How you doing? Hi William uh, I've got a wee point on you The manager Something that the manager said That got that helped me a wee bit And there's a wee bit Ironic about it as well Go for it It was It was a uh, it was Brendan Rodgers when he said said about Lee Griffiths. He had scored 40 goals and that was the season before. And no, this season. And then uh, Dembele came in, scored these goals. Celtic made money and we left. And now Brendan Rodgers left. And, and Lee Griffiths is still scoring goals for Celtic. 
that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I like, you know. I thought the way the relationship was now, William. Everything Brendan Rodgers had ever said would have annoyed you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the treble treble's there, so it's it's no it's uh, it's there in history, you know. So there's certain I'd, things he did do, and so, to certain things that he didn't do. Again, uh, to address what the, what Brendan Rodgers said, he said it at a particular time, and if memory serves me correctly, Lee Griffith was perhaps not scoring uh, as many as Brendan thought he might do. And he simply pointed out that what he did last season is of no interest to me. I'm dealing with this season, Here and now. next Saturday, the Wednesday after that, the Sunday after that. So it's not about what you did last season. You know, Fraser Forster, for example, had a miserable last season, but now he's gone up to Celtic and his career's going to get That's kicked okay. started again. Andrew, it's just harmless fun, that's... S-M-F-C-T-I-D You can work it out uh, St Mirren fan Alan Stubbs annoyed me any time He spoke about St Mirren So clearly no love lost there uh, Which is fine What else have we got James says Actually I was annoyed at Gerard For asking for more bravery From the players against Legia He showed no bravery as the manager Waiting until 80 minutes To bring on fresh legs What was your other point tonight William? Uh, to talk about the two games On uh, uh, Thursday and then Sunday I think I mean I'm I'm team coefficient. I want I want another six games in Europe. You know I want Celtic to get through. So for me, uh, the most important game is, is the next one, and that's Thursday. Uh, I think the league game will take care of itself. We've learned for the the invincible season that the point, points will be dropped through the season, and it's no it's no a, a sprint. This it's a it's a marathon the, the league. So and when the league when when you, you look at the league. Uh, so I just think that's important. I think the absolutely. I think, I think the I think the European run is still important, and it's still good to have for getting up to the end of the season. I think up to the end of the year. I just think that Celtic will drop points. Rangers will drop points. Team will play. Yeah, I mean, I, I, William's undeniably right, Alex. Absolutely. Of course, we will we'll build the game up, and it deserves to be built up. It's massive in the bragging rights, and maybe in terms of a marker or psychologically, or any of these cliches that you hear. But whatever team win, whatever team loses the game, can still go on and win the league. Let's be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, listen, uh, I was led to believe when, when I come back in two thousand four, I've told you the first Old Firm game we lost one 0 at Parkhead to Alan Thompson, uh, and it's an absolute body blow, and you have to recover. And it was so important to them win the next one, which we, we did. And it kind of gives you that kind of belief because Rangers hadn't won the year before either. Um, but going back to William's point, Gordon, in terms of the European thing, and I take Hugh's point on terms of where we are now, I don't quite subscribe to Rangers and Celtic get in there and not trying to get to that next stage because I think it generates everything in a positive sense. You know, And, and I know there's a, a hangover coming back for certain games in Europe, but the actual... Uh, if you go and you get a good result, it just generates more and more confidence throughout the. It gets the you squads. money. It helps you attract Everything. new players. That, you know, there are a lot of strands. To I, I, I would not, for one second, suggest that uh, Rangers or Celtic would not try to get into the group stages of the Europa League. I think they're both fascinating in their own way on Thursday because Celtic have a two-goal lead. You'd imagine that the defence that plays in uh, Stockholm will be the defence which plays against Rangers on Sunday. And this is a test of them because mm. Mark Guidi said in the programme on Saturday, Celtic were, and I quote, a shoe in to win in Stockholm. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, they, they'll come under the normal pressure that any side playing abroad will come under. And they will have to defend 
Far better than they did at home Against Cluj Where they lost four goals You so confident for Thursday William? I think every game has got its own merits You know I think Looking at the game uh, I mean I expect Stockholm to come out Come out and At least have an attack I mean Celtic were dominant in that game But I, I expect it to be totally different You know And it I, t- I treat every game in its own merits, you know. I don't, I don't. I mean, Celtic's uh, away record in Europe isn't great, so I, you don't take anything for granted. But I think we were we were attacking the options. There's no doubt we could score. We could score over there, you know. It's just, I just think uh, every game Celtic can score with the attacking options that we've got. I'll tell you what William Hang on the line And we'll get your thoughts on this Since you're a Celtic fan You'll see the link in a minute Angelo Alessio The Kilmarnock manager Was happy to pick up a point Against Aberdeen But admits they need to improve still He also says Greg Taylor Didn't play because of an injury but not, And not because He's aware of bids from Celtic I am happy Because uh, finally One point But of course We keep going Continue to work hard In the training session And want to improve I want to improve This situation Under goal why did Greg Taylor not play? Well, yesterday, uh, yesterday uh, after warm up, he had a wee problem, hamstring, and uh, for this reason, he didn't play today. Has there been an offer for him? Uh, at the moment, uh, are only rumors, you know, rumors. But no, I, th- I think, I think uh, the club uh, didn't receive any offer, you know, apart uh, from from Celtic. Or would you hope, Angelo, if one does come, if an offer does come, that, that you would still be able to keep it? Ah, as I was uh, uh, saying a lot of the time, I spoke with the club and uh, the owner. Uh, we want to keep our best play, you know. Uh, we, we, we want to add new players, I think, and uh, no to sell, you know. Uh, William Greg Taylor Left out because he was injured According to his manager And not because Celtic are uh, Circling above Neil Lennon wants to sign Three new players You got any thoughts on On who they should be Or, or what areas You know it's funny I mean uh, you go back to uh, I'm going to have a pop At Brendan Rodgers again For his recruitment <laughs> Because uh, No you could look at it And I think I think we need a left A left centre I really do I think we need a left centre I know we've got we've got a left back and, and there's three guys I like. There's obviously the guy for the Norway uh, Rosenberg. I like the boy. I like the boy Greg Taylor. I think he's I think he's got a good future in front of him. And I like the boy at Aberdeen. The boy Low. I, I thought the three left backs. I thought Celtic maybe got one of them. You know, that's just guys that I've seen. You know, I I, I mean I've not I hadn't seen Ballin Ballin Golly. So, but for me, uh, I can have a go at Brendan Rodgers again and say. See, Liam Lindsay was a left-sided centre-back. And for me, Celtic could have, Celtic could have got Liam Lindsay for uh, yeah, 500 snap, grand. Yep. 500 grand we could have got Liam Lindsay. Sent him back to Thistle on loan. And we could have done the same thing as we've done with Christie. Kept him burning there. Now he's went to Stoke for £2 million or something. So for but, me, there's a wee bit of recruitment there that needs to be done. And I, and I know a lot of... I know that try to build a team at Celtic is, is weakening teams in in Scotland but I, I just think that Liam Lindsay should could, should have been at Celtic and would have been ready to play for Celtic well to uh, be fair these things don't always work out there's no guarantee that Liam Lindsay would have gone to Celtic the money would have been at 
a nice level for Celtic, sure. But they paid £1.2 million for Jack Henry. Didn't work out at all. And now they're talking about Jack Henry going to Kilmarnock as a, a make-weight in the Greg Taylor deal. So it doesn't follow that because you can pick them up for a snip that they work. And will we see Liam Lindsay in his first Scotland squad tomorrow? Because pretty much every other defender that we have is injured. So it's going to be an interesting interesting list when Stevie Clark puts it out there. Right, thank you very much, William and Craig End. Right, this teaser. Talk to me. Please talk to me. I'm having the nightmare, I can't think. This was sent in by John Smith. He says, since the mid-90s, five men have played for the old firm, then gone on to manage a league club in England, which has been their only manager's job to date. What a response to this on Twitter, just to make you feel worse, because people are nailing this on Twitter. Thomas Bryce has got four out of five. One Brycey. Stephen Talent's got a couple. I won't even be able to name everyone. Prince of Parkhead has got the hard one. He's also made a mistake with Gary Caldwell Because he's he's managed yeah, a few know, teams that, yeah. Alan Mackey's got one of them So is Peter Ramsey, Stevie O'Hallan uh, Ian is on, Peter Andrew Grant? Connor Peter Grant, well, no? No Why is Alan? Oh, struggling Davy Young's got it David, honestly, so many correct answers Just not coming from you two hmm. uh, We'll get no. back to you Come on, right The clue I gave you I'll hammer home this Because you need to get one to get you up and running <laughs> I'll even tell you which team he played for There is a former Rangers midfielder Currently managing in England And it's his first managerial job He's still in the job at the moment uh, That is Joey Barton Yes, finally Thank Joey God. Barton, he's a Fleetwood manager You've only got four more to get Well hopefully That's the pressure Although you. don't hold your breath We'll hopefully get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We might need to extend it to see if Hugh Keevans <laughs> and Alex Ray can come up with the answers to this teaser. John, I've got a couple of belters John, before you go. John sent it in tonight. He's looking for since the mid 90s. Five men have played for the old firm, yes. have then gone on to manage a league club in England. And it's the only senior manager's job to date We've now got a working example at least We've got Joey Barton yes. Played with Rangers Went to Fleetwood It's his only managerial job What else have you got? Trevor Francis? No uh, Chris Sutton? Yes He did well at Lincoln didn't he? No I don't no, think so No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Sutton Trevor Stephen Three uh, What more? about Andy Gray? No Did he ever manage Andy? No Let me just No Since the mid-90s yeah. So what does that mean? What does that mean when I, that means we're, there's probably one in there that we're going back to that period. The other yes. two are a bit more recent. What about ninety five? Who was that then? Well, I mean, this guy had a a long standing association with one of either Celtic or Rangers. It's Rangers, just to give just you another clue. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll get back to Richard Goff. Nope. Bob Brown. David Weir. Yes, Hugh Evans. David Weir. Sheffield United manager It's his only managerial job to date That wasn't the one I was talking about But you've got him Two to go Sheila is in Cardonald Hi Sheila Oh hi there Hi I didn't realise you were on today Alex but, Hi Sheila um, this is, Hi there This has got something really relevant to you And you can remind me of this guy's surname The fitness and conditioning coach With um, Dave Jones In Cardiff City in 2008 His name was Alec Yes, I, yeah, I do remember him. He was an army guy. Yes, yes I'm trying to think. Yes. Alex Armstrong. He was a fitness coach. Right. He, he was brutal. He, <laughs> he used to yeah. take us to RAF Cosworth for our uh, 
pre-season induction to get back up to speed and he absolutely oh, so you've work. worked with this guy he, 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 he was at um, Wolverhampton Wanderers with us and then I think he was with Dave Jones at Cardiff but he was an old army guy he was brutal he's a lovely I, man actually because I thought there Alex had just managed to pluck the fitness coach from Cardiff in 2008 out of thin air but he can't come up with the answers to this teaser but you've uh, worked sh- with him ok uh, Sheila and I, this is leading somewhere actually Alec Armstrong was a gem actually yes it was because um, the cup final we played was on the first anniversary of my mum's birthday after she died, and he gave me the warm up top that they'd they'd worn at Wembley. Oh, it was an absolute an absolute gem. But anyway, I did a neuro linguistic programming course with Alec in two thousand and eight, and one of the things principles about that, and sports psychologists use it, is about the information you feed in affects your performance because it affects your state of mind. So that's a long, very long way of saying, is there an interview in the past few months where Neil Lennon has not mentioned fatigue, the players being leggy, etc. I'm really, um, I'm pro-Neil Lennon, but I, ha- I cannot remember a single interview after a match or between matches without him referring to player fatigue. Well, now, that's why we've got a big squad, but I also don't think it's in the interest of players to keep on hearing that they're fatigued. Sheila, this is one of my favourite calls ever because you've got neuro-linguistic programming in and NLP. also... NLP, for short. You've inadvertently answered another point, Hugh, which we're talking about when your manager said something that annoyed uh-huh. you. So Sheila is killing all sorts of yeah. birds with one stone. Um, she's annoyed at Neil Lennon basically saying the players are fatigued he, because maybe maybe they will then think they're fatigued. He said it again on Saturday because I wrote it down standing in the studio. He said that there was such a thing as emotional fatigue. Oh my God. And he felt um, that uh, going from European match into uh, the match that Celtic faced at the weekend against Hearts, uh, perhaps there was emotional fatigue. Now, I have to say, I am not medically qualified to to say whether this exists or does not exist but I do credit the manager Sheila with knowing how his players are uh, and perhaps you know he, he can determine between physical fatigue mm. and mental fatigue can, can I ask Sheila a question just purely because she's obviously studied on that subject Sheila sure. say, are you talking about saying this publicly or because have, having come back from Europe and things physically I mean like as in running around And then the mental aspect There's definitely more of a taxing one Particularly when you've had a tough night away Because you have the travelling as well On top of a very difficult match So I can talk from my own personal experience That yeah, you, you come back And you're very leggy in terms of the physical side But also yeah. the mental side it does, it does have a bearing But if you're talking about the point of Throwing that out publicly uh, Then... It yeah, will I'm, be I'm a talking perception. about it being publicly and I'm talking about it, it featuring in virtually. I mean, Starlet, I, I'm sure you have been listening, but if you listen, I, I'm very aware it's been said in virtually at every interview. And you can influence people because if I was to talk to you for a minute about really depressing things, I could bring your mood down. Whereas if I was really kind of like talking really positive, I could bring your mood up and make you very motivated. The, the thing is, when Neil was at Hibs, and apparently lost the place one day in the dressing room and told everyone exactly what he thought of them. He was then blamed for not approaching the modern day player in the modern day way. No, but I think that that's different. What Sheila's essentially saying is if you keep announcing the fact that there might be fatigue, then then the players 
may start believing that. fatigue yeah, and then it and gives I, them it gives them a potential excuse yeah. and they'll say oh the manager's right you know what I am fatigued and I did say earlier on that Paul Heckenbottom shouldn't go on about the crowd are making the players anxious well, that's exactly then that's the exact same thing when the players are telling Paul Heckenbottom they're not anxious because of the crowd um, so Sheila does have a point I don't know whether she is trying to infer that Neil is using this as a, a deflection tactic if the game's not particularly good the performance not particularly good say they're emotionally fatigued physically fatigued I, I, I just I just think um, it could have an effect on performance and he, he maybe doesn't need to keep well, on saying it of course if you're counselling a player one to one you can assess if they're fatigued and, and take that into their fitness regime but keeping on hearing that as I say I, I just don't well, think it's positive Sheila every Monday night when Alec Ray and I are here and we get the, the, the teaser <laughs> I by tell the, you that by the time by the time Gordon Duncan is finished with us, we are we are two shells of human beings. By the time we leave this studio, shells of men we are. We it's true, get, it's true, Sheila. Sheila, you are right. I tell them every week that they're rubbish, and they have become rubbish <laughs> as a result of it. So thanks right. for thanks for shining a light on uh, that for me. I will thanks stop. Thanks for chatting with me, guys. Thanks, Thank you. That was Sheila in Cardonald. Uh, okay. Uh, like I say, Sheila did manage to cover a couple of points by saying things that your manager annoyed you with by saying, here's one that will probably hit home with a few of you. Gillian O'Neill says, things that manager your manager said that annoyed you when Brendan Rodgers said he was a Celtic fan. Ah. There we go. Oh. You see? The man with no name. The man with no name. You see, that's when... The death of innocence occurs because they all believed that Brendan be there forever and ever. And then one day he was away. <laughs> JP's on Twitter. He's got one of the, the really difficult ones on the uh, teaser. Well, there are only two left, aren't there? Um, but he's got yes. a difficult one. Oh, they're both difficult, let's be honest. Well, I think we're running out of time, Hugh, so you better liven up. As my, t- <laughs> as my pep talk to you. Is he? I've got emotional fatigue. Oh, by the way. Ten minutes ago, just as Sheila phoned in, Pete is on, uh, and he says Neil Lennon annoys me every time he uses the word fatigue to describe a player of the team in general. Happens all the time, and it does my nothing. There you go. There go. So she's not alone. You know, you can't deny the existence of fatigue at the same time. I mean, the, the, Alec, you've been there. Like everything, yes. maybe there's a balance to be found. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what Sheila was trying to allude to. Anyway. Forget about your neuro-linguistic programming for now because you've got work to do on the teaser tonight. Can you name, since the mid-90s, five men have played for the old firm, then gone on to manage a league club in England, and it's been their only man- their senior manager's job to date? Guys like Joey Barton, played mm. for Rangers, went to Fleetwood, he's still there. Chris Sutton, played for Celtic, went to Lincoln, has never managed again. David Weir, played for Rangers, went to Sheffield United, has never managed again since. Two to go. I think we'll need a, a Both a, former Rangers Strikers oh. Haley. Yes yeah, Well you go. done Can you remember who he managed? Kupia? Uh, no Brentford? Nah forget it Hull Oh yes that's <laughs> close Yeah Just up the road <laughs> Hull So one more yeah. I, th- I, I thought this would be the last one I thought this would be the most difficult So it's a striker here uh, at Rangers The reason this one's perhaps a bit more difficult is I mean, Mark Haley's famous for being a Ranger striker. Yes. This guy, not so much. This guy did his his best work elsewhere. Is it Mark Falco? <laughs> no. No. But that's a great show. Oh. No, it's not. You see, there he goes again. The, the emotional <laughs> fatigue is rising. It's only a great show if it's right. Yes. Mm. Okay, played for Rangers. New Woods? No, no. 
2010-11 was when he played for Rangers So one right, okay. season yes, probably, yes. Maybe not even a full season What, what, what year? Say that again 2010-11 2010-11 striker mm. And as you can hear You are running out of time Yes I know I know Add his initials where? I'll tell you the team he managed the yes. road. Accrington Stanley Accrington Stanley Who are they? If I tell you the team he played for Down south I think you'll get it Well Southampton Or maybe not Oh come on For Southampton He was a proper Premier League striker For Southampton Paul Rideout Came up here to the No 2010 he played for Rangers And he came up here for a year Is it initials time? Uh Yes JB JB Oh James Beatty Yes Ah. Finally James Beatty I knew we'd get there Hugh Thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Thanks for all your calls and tweets We're back tomorrow If you couldn't get through Roger Hanna's here As is Gordon DL So make sure you get in touch And in the meantime Stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.